I-V-M. Helping us pay our bills this week is Paytm Money. On this episode of Paisa Paisa, I'm in Bangalore. Yes, I'm meeting all kinds of cool people and cool companies and I'm doing an entire series of episodes from Bangalore. Hashtag Bangalore Recordings. So on this episode of Paisa Paisa, I speak to Kunal Shah of Cred. Kunal Shah is a really cool founder and investor in many, many startups. And in this first part of our two-part series, I'm going to be talking to him about the Founder's Manual. There are three things that founders struggle with, strategy, funding, and people. We're going to talk about all three with Kunal Shah of Cred in this first episode of the Bangalore Recordings. Stay tuned for that. I get that, you know, because these numbers, so many numbers and these tables and these columns and all that, it gets a little bit difficult to understand these representations. I guess what? The Paytm Money app has just simplified all of this and made it into cooler bars and graphs. And, you know, it's like the graphical representations of of your funds will actually help you monitor your funds better. They've got some nice funky stuff out there. So download the app. You know, you can get the Paytm Money app from the Android Play Store or the Apple App Store and mutual funds ke liye bhi Paytm karo Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa I'm your host Anupam Gupta B50 on Twitter and this is the Bangalore special starting off with this nice blockbuster episode because my guest today is Kunal Shah founder and CEO of Cred Kunal is a founder and investor in God alone knows how many startups you're going to talk to him about that most notably Freecharge which was sold to Snapdeal in 2015 since last year Kunal's new company is Cred, that's C-R-E-D, which, to use his own words, is the most rewarding credit card payment app ever. And I think I can testify that I'm a user. It's seriously good. Okay, We'll get to Cred in a bit. We'll start something else that I know is close to Kunal's heart. Okay, So Kunal, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for doing this for us. Let's start with entrepreneurship, the kind of people that you've met from founders to investors, the sheer range of experience that you have when you talk to people is, you know, is something that I'm sure that our listeners would be very interested in because I know that I have a lot of listeners who are founders, who are entrepreneurs, who are struggling with what I see as three key issues. I'm, you know, just tell me if I'm off track, uh, but I want to start from there. Okay. First is strategy. Second is funding. And third is people. So let's go with that. Sure. I think, uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, My pleasure. And I'm, thank I'm you. glad you are happy customers that's good to know uh, I think uh, concept of entrepreneurship has been fairly confused in, in at least the startup entrepreneurs that I have seen uh, we forget that business has only one objective uh, provide something that what consumers need and if it's valuable you will probably get some money for that uh, and, and if you forget that principle uh, you're more likely to kind of always make mistakes a lot of times I have seen uh, entrepreneurs take business models from different parts of the world and try to apply over here. I'll give you the simplest example is that there was a time where eight companies that were funded were doing laundry startup. Wow. And this may make sense in New York. Uh, it does not make sense over here because we have currently still a solution that we have a domestic help coming at home and, and therefore creating value through a laundry startup is almost uh, irrelevant. But a lot of times when people have not understood how to create value, I mean, and, and I think it boils down to the fact that none of the guys have earned a single rupee when they were in school, college, maybe after that. And and if you just jump into becoming a founder, 
I don't think you can just become good at it, right? And if you that's, that's provocative. Well, I I don't see it happening. I I've seen, I probably met probably f- maybe one thousand founders, and sure. I've seen a pattern from that. And this is my observation. Of course. Uh, I think the second thing is about strategy. I think a lot of people have this thing that oh, let's start and let's pivot and let's pivot and let's pivot. The point is, why can't you plan better, right? Why can't there be enough amount of research that you do before you build a product because once you start building something you are invested in it and it's very hard for you to kind of backtrack once you've committed to that and the confirmation bias kicks in uh, the, the sunk cost fallacy as we know in the investment world yeah. uh, same thing for building a product and once you start making a company you feels like your child and you cannot see it's ugly right and then therefore you keep fighting with it and there is an eventual death that happens uh, in two or three years sometimes you can extend that but it's very painful i have never seen founders come back from bad failures why go into that direction there are enough ways to test so i don't see like i, I deal with technology founders a lot and i have seen that they they like how to code so the first thing they do is code something instead of talking to five customers 20 customers so i think that is a big problem on on strategy that we take western models a b we tend to build before talking to the customers and really knowing if there is a gap that can be solved by your solution and third is that really like planning better instead of just kind of uh, jumping into this a lot of people say oh i have to leave a job to start up no i mean the smartest founders continue to be in a job when they start building a company on the side so and you're not one that believes in i believe in my passion i want i'll quit my job and tomorrow i'll make a startup yeah <laughs> I, i mean i have seen those to be more road kills than anything else i think <laughs> okay. i think that uh, entrepreneurship is not a college festival that you're going to have fun in uh it's a fairly dark journey and 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 when you're committing to it you better be sure what you're getting into uh, it'll take probably years decade to kind of get to believing that something really worked right so something meaningful happening will take that much time there is no shortcuts to that so i think the coolness around startups uh, i i actually get worried about this because i don't think people are learning from their mistakes also so that's the first thing on strategy now coming to funding uh it's a big problem i think we are Com- I mean, we are believing that funding is a necessary step to do a startup. It's like equivalent to saying that unless I have Nike shoes, I cannot run. It doesn't wow. work that way. And this is people are not going to like this, right? Because the assumption is, I have an idea. Give me a hundred million dollars. Yeah, because uh, that's the narrative. Because what happens is in media, the only news that gets covered is our funding. nothing about nobody is interested in knowing how did i research about cred nobody's ever asked me uh, how many months of research was done into that prototyping surveys nobody's interested in that story you know i hope we're going to go into that yeah. later but but i think that general narrative has been about and one more thing that is wrong in india is that whenever if you see an uber ipo happening you will see the us newspapers never show the ceo's picture or the founder's picture on the news they show the uber logo right in india you will see any news appearing for any founder or any startup they put the founder's full size picture that not that creates this massive envy cycle uh, and and we and, and instead of news there are stories and there's a fundamental problem in this because what happens is that we believe that is what is required right and unfortunately if you think about the the situation where we've got people who are now saying hey i need funding only then i can start up then they are fundamentally wrong right most of the entrepreneurs in this country before this generation started up without any capital 
they took loans they borrowed money uh, they mortgaged their own houses to get to do something right? family jewelry family jewelry yeah, of course. Uh, like why are you thinking that is a thing and i think it's a it's a big problem that we're dealing with right now because uh, i don't think we can create a startup culture without that uh coming to people i think i want to just stop you right there for on the funding part okay that's from the entrepreneur's angle is there anything you want to put in from the investor's angle out here when they you know let's say that i'm an angel and i have invested in a startup and you know and suddenly there's a mismatch between i signed up let's say for three tranches and after first second i've i'm just lost out there so there's this, this very gentle equation between investors and entrepreneurs okay let's assume that the entrepreneurs gone actually few steps further and gotten funding how do we solve this entire thing i was talking even to amit somani about this thing i had an entire episode with him it seems to be and i'm talking pre series a because i'm assuming that by series a things are kind of sorted and you know the equation between entrepreneur and investor is more more is more or less okay how do we crack this at the starting level i think first of all uh, we we forget that uh, investors are not your relatives right <laughs> they will uh, support you if you have the substance either you have the ability to demonstrate a future picture or you have real traction that you can demonstrate without that you cannot really uh, expect them to be friendly to you uh, i i i would like to give an analogy of uh, let's say let's say an attractive person in school or college right like a male female now they have inbound interest but usually a person who's constantly going and proposing to 25 people mm. is less likely to be considered to be attractive mm. right uh investor sentiment is very human in similar ways sure. right if you have traction if a lot of people are wanting to invest in your company automatically you will have all the investors you want but going to 25 investors and pitching to them and saying that hey i've been pitching for last 6 months it's you're not going to get there Understood. so my view is that a lot of times and there are a lot of these interesting i would say middlemen brokers have come come in to say oh we'll help you get funding it is no different than like i don't know matchmaking clients <laughs> who are just giving you all the hopes so i think we we are in a serious uh, situation where we are not understanding that why don't if you so when you make a company you have to empathize with everybody including your team your customers your investors to your co-founders right that means you have to understand what do they want and how do you kind of offer that to them so they work with you most people don't empathize with investors they're like my idea was perfect uh, and they will read this one story of let's say airbnb and they said <laughs> oh nobody understood that company right uh, when that's completely wrong right maybe maybe your idea is completely nonsense and mm. i think uh, and in india we have a massive problem of uh, sugar coating feedback i was going to come to that how do you yeah. be brutal to yourself we we are not brutal uh, in fact uh, you made a comment that you're going to have trouble in this podcast by saying certain things i think uh-huh. we are just designed to sugar coat everything and and therefore we mislead people into doing wrong things instead of giving frank feedback now people don't have to take frank feedback and like disintegrate because of your feedback in fact they should take that and say hmm valid point i'm going to fix that in my offering but what we do is we like oh bahut sahi hai this is great why don't you continue and right after that meeting we'll like oh what an idiot like that kind of discussion i think that does not help the entrepreneurs sure i think our response and by the way family is never going to give you good feedback 
friends and I'm going to get this because we have Best all designed yeah, yeah. yeah because we are we are all sugar coating society right we are we are fairly hypocritical when it comes to certain things and i think therefore looking for harsh feedback so when i meet people and i say oh don't tell me all the things that you love about cred tell me all the stuff that you don't like hmm. and i need to be fixing that because all the things you love will continue to be there and i just need to understand what's wrong hmm. uh, and i think that is not the culture okay. uh, and that is a big problem uh, and i think investor is the same thing right if you get a no right how many have a mature discussion saying that what are the three things that i would do today would make you want to invest in this company if you ask this mature question every investor will answer this question for you but because investors are used to like dramatic reactions of getting a no they are like oh we'll come back to you and never give you frank feedback so we have just creating a, a perpetuating cycle of just being not being honest fantastic and on that note we take a break on this founders manual episode with kunal cha of cred don't go anywhere we're going to be right back hi everybody welcome to another awesome week on the ivm podcast network if you are not following us on social media please make sure you do we're ivm podcast on twitter facebook and instagram we'd like to thank our sponsors this month savari storytell and paytm money Also guys I just want to remind you that we do these audiograms on our social media. Audiograms are short snippets from episodes which are interesting to listen to. Check them out I think you'll enjoy them. Also guys we are doing a podcast with Ronnie Skruwala called the Ronnie Skruwala podcast and on that podcast on the last episode we're going to have Ronnie answer a bunch of listener questions. If you'd like to send us a question please send it to us at dreaming@ivmpodcast.com. Also do check out our YouTube page where we have Ronnie talking to Cyrus on Cyrus says. We have a bunch of short clips there which I think you'll enjoy. This week on Shunya One, Sheila Ditya and I are joined by Hitesh Malhotra, the Chief Marketing Officer of Nykaa, to talk about various aspects of marketing. On Equity Sahi Hai, brought to you by Motilal Aswal Asset Management, Shreya Lunkar talks to Anupam about life insurance and what the product is all about. On the Habit Coach podcast, Ashton tells you different ways to manage and control stress and how it will impact your life in a positive way. On Know Your Kanoon, Amber talks about the structure, power, and characteristics of the recently passed Lokpal Bill. On the Prakriti podcast, Anand Arni, ex-member of RAW and Pranay Kothastane, head of the Geo Strategy Program at Takshashila, discussed the upcoming election in Afghanistan. On Advertising is Dead, Varun is joined by Harshit Chavan, managing director of Toast Events, to talk about the growth of digital media, influencer marketing, and the famous Gap Dabbawala campaign. On the ATKT Talent Tent, hosts Peeman and Krupa are joined by singer-songwriter Naila Saldana. They discuss the strict dress codes followed by colleges in India. On Positively Unlimited, Chetna talks about different aspects of relationship, unrequited love, heartbreaks, closures, and how to find your soulmates. And right, with that, let's get you on with your show. And welcome back to the Founders Manual with Kunal Cha of Cred. How important is it? Two, how do you get the right co-founders? And three, how do you get the right people? Because I firmly believe that people is really what will take your product to scale and to market, or whatever the terms are. What are your thoughts on that? I think first of all, uh, co-founders. Uh, I have never seen any. co-founder relationship that is recently made to ever work unless wow. you know the person for 7 8 10 years and have known them intimately i don't think that relationship so works. you can't hold interviews for co-founders absolutely not no, or you can go to conferences and say i'm looking for a tech co-founder it doesn't never works wow okay because of co-founder relationship is is something that we need to intimately know somebody and suffer with them and and you need to prepare for how will you deal with each other when things are not going right or hmm. when things are going very well <laughs> so unless you have battle tested that person in extreme circumstances of good and bad times i don't think co-founder relationships work and therefore finding co-founder is usually a very 
terrible idea according to me um in comes of other people i think uh, it it's never easy right uh, a lot of people make mistakes of like let's let's define the stage of a startup a zero mm-hmm. to one startup is that it's a seed idea and you want to just build some traction a lot of people who will join that time are mostly irrational right mm-hmm. they're probably leaving a stable job uh, a stable income full on passion o- o- overload passion, types right and they're yeah. like they're not making sense they're just <laughs> jumping onto a ship saying that oh let's go attack this island and we have no idea mm-hmm. even if the island exists yeah. right and it's okay if we don't find it right so you need a bunch of irrational people if you get a lot of rational people who gonna get shaken by every turn of the ship hitting a turbulent water mm-hmm. they're gonna drain energy out of you wow. so you need people who are going to be oh let's go like oh choppy waters let's go more further <laughs> and 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 you want to make sure that uh, they are constantly the one who are giving you energy versus taking energy out of you interesting so i think i would test that i think in terms of competence and skills you need somebody who can do many things together wow, okay. if they say i can do only one thing properly it never works for an early stage startup you want the guy to be able to do at least three different things for the company mm. otherwise you end up swelling the company and again losing money all that you have collected to mm. kind of do that so i think generalist uh, mercenaries uh, irrational to the point of getting excited about ambiguity mm. I think those are the factors I would think about for getting people in an early stage startup. So I'll give you two models out there. One is this sniper, okay, who sits, who's got crazy execution, list of kills, okay, and he's really good at what he does, but that's all he does. Versus a very stylized assassin who just walks into a bar and kills a lot of people, but he takes a lot of risk on himself. I don't know whether this is similar to what you're saying. I'm trying to look at the difference between passion, pure passion, okay, and execution. I think both are important. What's your view on where this line lies between the sniper and the assassin? Who do you think is I would not classify them in this way. I would say that can <laughs> okay. they kill? Can they? <laughs> That's a basic requirement. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, elegance in killing is good because you burn less resources, right? Uh the the best definition of a predator is somebody who burns the least amount of calories to earn the most amount of calories, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll never see a predator going crazy running uh, to acquire a target. They usually hunt at watering holes uh and burn the least amount of energy, but their bite is the deadliest bite. Mm-hmm. Uh so the question is that uh do you want to just have people uh you don't want to judge their killing style, but mm-hmm. more about are they likely to kill when they were assigned to kill okay understood i want to end this part on two things okay some truly bizarre stuff that you've seen okay could be anecdotes could be anything that kind of bring out these points on strategy people funding whatever it is and the third is some shocking data right because i know that you've got tons of this maybe stuff like percentage of failures or sure. whatever it is sure let's start with the bizarre the truly bizarre uh, you well, you you travel like mad i know that you know how many languages i was told i think by someone that you know some crazy amount of languages you met a lot of people so i want to get some real juicy anecdotes that kind of you know that our listeners when they listen to it they get an idea that entrepreneurship startups the romance is all fine there's a whole big world outside of that beyond that because i think a lot of us are probably born and brought up on steve jobs yeah. and think that dude mere ko to steve jobs banne ka hai what's ugly shit out there i think I mean the bizarre stuff that I always think about is that they look at only the positive stories and, and all these enthusiastic stuff, right? Oh, like let's take an example of Vijay at Paytm, right? Like how many people know about his struggle? Hmm. 
and his challenges to get what he's got right now right and what has made vijay what vijay is right but that stuff is not interesting right you want to know about his new funding you want to know <laughs> about his new conference speech where he's giving up positive approach and i think that is not really helping so the bizarre stuff that i have seen is that i'm i'm i look like i'm the only founder which talks about the dark side and and does not make me popular in in a lot of conferences but i think it is important people I just want to be a luke skywalker yeah they, they just want to like listen to positive stuff and <laughs> according to me people who are addicted to motivational stuff stay addicted to motivational stuff they never get anything done mm. right so i think you have to always check are you a motivational <laughs> uh, speech addict or are you a realist i think uh, you will always see that one type of person is more successful than the other understood i mean that's bizarre for me that people are just so addicted to motivational stuff the second thing that i think is is quite bizarre is uh, the whole idea of uh, copying western ideas over here and i'm i'm i've touched upon it earlier but i'll give a few examples right like you you're building something right for example one person was coming and saying that i've built this thing where people can find a partner to do play tennis in a city and this is some startup in the us that they had copied okay. i said do you understand that every community in the us has free tennis courts and therefore the market size is significantly better by the virtue of doing that in india how many tennis court exist in the city are existing hardly man and no but they did not know so that, that's the thing oh. zero market understanding i asked them oh. three questions how many tennis courts exist in the city no idea how many tennis rackets have been bought in the city in the history of like last 5 10 years no idea uh, i said how many people are playing tennis today right now or are interested no idea Wow. but they've already built an app to find a tennis partner to go play tennis and all of that stuff so the question is that the most bizarre thing i find out that people get into this super niche sectors without understanding the market size you cannot take a fancy idea of the west and just start applying over here just because it sounds cool mm. nobody is interested in that right for example like talking about investment products like i see everybody building this cool investment products but the whole country has got money in casa and fixed deposits mm. and nobody has built product for that and i'm like if people love a why are you constantly building b c d because it gives you higher return because most people don't understand higher returns so help me find the best bank account instead of help me find yeah. the best mutual fund or find find give me a platform to do investment fixed deposits in a seamless way oh fixed deposit people don't yeah. somehow like that yeah. i i'm actually a believer in fixed deposits i'm you know anyway go on please well well but the thing is if you look at data i think <laughs> yeah. that's the whole thing right if we take decisions based on emotions and what we like and what we not like uh, i think we're going to be terrible at making products for example if most of the country is keeping money in casa and most of the country is investing in fixed deposits then why do you want to build these fancy platforms of investment where people don't yeah. even understand the concept of compound interest right recently on twitter i asked somebody that would you take 2 uh, crores yeah, up front yeah. and this and 2 lakhs per month for yeah, yeah I, if I, I if i got the folks here's a question okay choice a would you take 20 crores right now like in this moment right now if we give a check to you sign it to you and give you i don't know the number it's it's either 2 crores or or 20 crores but essentially a large piece of sum right now to you okay and option b i'll give you 2 lakhs a month for the or 10 lakhs a month or 10 lakhs a month okay for the rest of your life which option will you choose kunal go yeah kunal so option 1 like i said was take a very large amount of sum right now and option b was take a small amount of money every month for the for the rest of your life and people chose option b yeah 
so i think uh, what what i have noticed is that uh, people don't understand the concept of compound interest and therefore they think of everything in from a lens of salary right uh, if i if you tell somebody that they turn 20 crores up front and 10 lakh rupees uh, every month for your entire life they don't understand inflation they don't understand compound interest they don't understand any of those things and i think that's a very concerning thing like financial education has been completely missing for the country and and by the way this is the educated sector people who follow me are not not educated right and i think i mean i i got a stand up comedian to do the same survey they got 82% to select option b uh, wow. so that's mean and this is uh, somebody who does stand up comedy which is still high iq uh, right so my point is that uh, if we are creating investment platforms for people that fundamentally does not understand investments we are just making a mistake right this country is used to saying oh maine apartment liya tha 10 lakh rupees mein 10 saal pehle abhi 20 lakhs ho gaya like they don't understand that what was irr uh, what kind of compound interest that you should be kind of looking at and so on and so forth level on so, opportunity cost wo to dur ki baat hai yeah so i think that is a big problem i think we need to solve for that and uh, it's going to be a key factor on this country's per capita income growing sure. unless we fix that uh, coming to the second part where you asked me some bizarre stats and data yes uh, 94% of credit cards are owned by men. No. 92% of home loans, 92% of personal loans are taken by men. Hold that thought. 94% of all credit cards are owned by men. Yeah. I thought you'll go with 80% or even 75. No. 92% of all personal loans are owned by men. 95% of almost car loans and home loans are by men. Okay. India has the lowest women participation of labor in urban India. Yeah, Just to give you a sense, uh, Bangladesh has six x more, six times more women working in Bangladesh, and and their per capita income is going to cross us very fast hmm. because of that. In fact, my data is suggesting that Pakistan is going to cross us on women participation of labor. Wow, right? our neighbors are doing better than us on something as basic, as critical, and as important. When I ask this question to most people, that how many women do you think work in urban india they say 50% yeah <laughs> but have you seen an airport how many queues are for women how many compartments in a metro are for women and that's right. the whole point you will never really understand data if you don't pay attention to that mm. and i think no country has crossed 3000 per capita without women participation of labor wow only saudi arabia managed to cross 3000 Uh, these are not countries that we want to compare ourselves with but the point is that yeah. we are actually behind bangladesh and pakistan man that's bizarre that's that's totally bizarre and that's a wrap on this founders manual episode of paisa paisa my guest is kunal shah founder of cred founder and investor in many many startups and an all round cool guy i hope you enjoyed this episode with kunal i'm your host anubham gupta b50 on twitter and that's a wrap on this episode of paisa paisa No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision. Do you wish you were smarter? Well, so do we. But the next best thing, we could make you sound smarter. And to help you with this endeavor, we are Simplified, a podcast uh, that attempts to break down the complex world around you with a little knowledge, a lot of poor jokes, and a ton of random trivia. Episodes out every Monday on the IVM Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. See ya. The most engaging and the most useful conversations you may have in your life are likely to be with your most challenging customers. Hi, I'm Ambi Parmeshwaran and on this podcast I will take you through my book 
sponge leadership lessons I learned from my clients. Packed with real stories about real people, but most of all packed with the innumerable lessons I soaked up from some of the most iconic business leaders like Ratan Tata, Azim Premji, S. Ramadurai, Karsanbhai Patel, M. Damodaran, Dr. Kurian and many more. Don't forget to tune in to the Sponge Podcast. Keep sponging to keep learning.